This is uh, July 3rd, 2022, 8.03 p.m. <laughs> I listened to the first recording I made, and my first thought, my first few thoughts were that, well, I'm an idiot, and I think I take a while to make a point and oftentimes I don't even make that point so what to make of that I'm being very critical of myself and uh, I think that's a common issue uh, common between people is that they're hard on themselves I, I think I'm very hard on myself so I want to talk a little bit about mental health because there's no way we fully understand anything, not even what we're going through. So it's like, wow, how could you even say that? I mean, obviously, I'm the one that knows best about myself. But I think the only thing we can say for certain is that we're going to act how we act. And when it comes to knowing, that implies we know how to put it into words. Well, knowing is more than just being able to say what it is. Uh, I do think there's a certain level of arrogance to say that we know enough to say we fully understand ourselves. Maybe it's not arrogance. Maybe it's a, a type of confidence we have to keep ourselves secure. Because if we didn't have that confidence, if we didn't have that security, uh, well, we'd, <laughs> we'd probably be a weak blob. As I think we would see it. I mean, that's one of the thoughts that comes to my head when I convey that idea. But it takes strength to acknowledge your own vulner vulnerability and press on from that. I, um, it takes strength to cry at the right moments, strength to put aside pride to persevere despite the greatest odds. That's what I think strength is. Uh, well, all of those, I would say, is a symptom of strength. Um, as far as how I would define strength, that's maybe it's the ability to uh, impact, right? The ability to move things, generally when you move things it requires some level of force, whether that thing you're moving is a physical object or if it's a um, sort of metaphysical idea, right? So you're strong if you're able to move yourself from a negative disposition to a positive disposition. I think that is proof of strength. And, and that makes sense to me. So ideas I would say are physical just like anything else. Because how does one even define what physicality is? I said in episode zero that physicality is or, well I didn't don't think I said anything about physicality but like everything's a wavelength is what I did state um, and that's I might as well be using any other word to describe that because a lot of people in this world uh, don't follow the field of uh any of the a lot of people don't follow any field that involves 
truly understanding a wave function and sort of the intricate ways it is part of our world or how our world interacts because for the most part it's not necessary to think about the micro or nano or even i don't know the small scopic things the small scope of things because we're macro as they say we're a collection of little machines of cells the cells are a collection of molecular machines and anybody listening uh you take my word for it or you don't i mean i'm not telling you what to do i'm always willing to have a conversation with somebody that has a different way of looking at it because well helps me understand my view better uh if i know what if i have more information on the inverse well that's more data i have more reference points uh I, I gained more bearings. So it's the same as uh, triangulating coordinates to figure out a position in 2D or even 3D space, right? But you would need a pyramid, not a pyramid, um, whatever. Whatever a 3D triangle is called. Uh, and that probably depends. One thing I noticed about that last recording I had is all the noises, the all and all of that. So, I apologize. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? Hold on. This might be really annoying. Okay, we're a little bit further away from the mic, but it yeah, it's still picking up noise pretty well. And uh, now I'm going to take a sip of water. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the deal with this uh, audio recording with this sort of podcast. Um, I am creating it with the idea that you... Uh, even that includes me will sort of have it on in the background um i'm probably going to listen to most of what i record uh I mean, maybe that's narcissistic but i i just more want to understand what i'm putting out because when i put it out in the world it's different than one when i'm thinking about it and two when i choose to push that thought out like so as i'm pushing the thought out that is my experience that's the closest I'll get to experiencing without actively so experiencing my voice without actively capturing it and once I capture it and I listen back well then I'm getting the pretty much the exact experience that anyone else would get um, besides like like I was saying earlier about the uh, you know my opinion on my first recording was how critical I was because as I was listening to it, um, I was saying a lot of things and not following through with those ideas. And I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, Colby, what you, you sound like a total idiot here, but that's okay. I'm not, no self pity here. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go on a whole rant about how I beat myself up. Um, but I think a lot of people do, and for everybody that does, I'm going to make this statement to you. You matter in some way. You are very hard on yourself. Um, and while, while you might still have more you can improve, perfection itself is the, is, is a reach for the pinnacle. It is not being at the top. And that's a distinction I want to make about our idea of perfection and what it actually, what I would say is a perfect person. The perfect person is the one that strives to achieve. And if you are reaching for where you want to be, you are perfectly who you are. Um, and, you know, if you're somebody that I really vibe with and, you know, I like your personality and all that stuff, then you're a perfect person to me. 
And, you know, that's how I'm going to think about that. Man, last episode, I talked about a lot of negative things. And as I was listening back, I was just, just thinking, it's like, was it so necessary to focus so much on the uh, the dark side of the world? And maybe in some cases, because I don't know. I mean, when I'm I'm the type of person, um, I'm very idealistic and very optimistic, um, and I think that much is true for anybody listening. Like, one thing is true about me and my life is that I can be divisive. Uh, sort of people either love me. Or they think I'm irritating. And I think both is fine. Um, although, like when it comes to people enjoying me, it makes me sad in some ways because I only have enough time for so many people. And, you know, it's hard to be friends with a bunch of people. It really is. It's the... It's, it's, it's all... <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and call it a curse because it truly is a beautiful thing to have beautiful experiences with people. Um, but I did want to kind of talk about how it's important to have priorities. That having a lot of friends isn't necessarily what it's cracked up to be. Now, I will say being friends with a lot of people is beneficial. Um I think that advice applies to uh, sociopaths as well. Uh, but all the same, if we're lift lifting our fellow people up and elevating them so that they may ascend, then that's energy being poured into our environment with the intent to propagate and grow, elevate the environment. Like to, you're only you only stand as tall as the ground you are on. Uh, that's the way I like to think about it. You know, you're only as high as your throne is, if you want to consider this in a in a monarch monarchical way. Uh, but, but hopefully, if you're uh, thinking about that sort of hierarchy, you're you're not like absolutely superior to others because that's simply going to be a flawed way of thinking. And and I can tell you why. Um, if you say something, if you believe something. There is going to be people that will agree with it. There is going to be people that will disagree with it. There will be people that are neutral and don't care about it. Um, so let's say you make a statement and you say it is correct. Let's say you think you're better. On In what way can you prove that? Let's say you come up with a whole bunch of tests. Like all these different ways um let's say you base it off like iq tests or whatever what does that really mean like you're doing this thing that's over here and then somehow connecting that with the idea that you're some absolute value because of that thing over there like you can construct as many tests as you want say as much as you want but ultimately it requires a jump in thought and that jump in thought is only going to be present within certain people. So maybe yourself, maybe others, but not everybody is going to have that same way of bridging that particular test with the value you're associating it with. That's a simple fact. So because of that, anytime a statement of superiority is made, it is never objective. The only, the only time there can be facts in it is if you describe superiority if you it has to be in a specialty and superiority has to be a high measurement based on a type of uh, measurement system so uh, like you, you can measure speed right say and let's say so what I'm talking about here, so the only way something can be superior is, like, let's, let's talk about cars for a second here, which I, I talked about transportation a little bit last episode in a very weird way. To be honest, I, I don't I don't think I went much into uh, more general things, but we're going to talk about cars right now. 
And if you wanted to measure one car as being superior based on how fast it can go. Okay. So you've decided that your measurement point is the velocity. That's a, uh, it's pretty simple, right? Just measure the speed output of the car, of each car. And you decided that the faster car is the superior one. Okay, fine. That's how you define that. All right. Now, that's for that works for simple ideas. But what if you're talking about something more complex? And you, cars are complex, and you can talk about uh, the different mechanical organs of a car. But let's just carry this to something more human. Let's say you're talking about people being superior, right? Overall, how do you break down a person into one idea? Because you're not having one idea. You're having everything that's happening in your head. How can you say that is one thing? That in and itself is not quantifiable. You can't bring that to a, a, a unit limit. You cannot limit that to a single unit. Uh, and if you say that you're going to put a limit on it, okay, but then you're deferring from what the rest of reality is. You're living in your head. Like, all of that's constructed in your head. And it's not going to pertain to anything outside of your head. People might, there might be some people that relate to what you're saying, but this isn't something as simple as being able to measure a speed output of a car, which any observer can without the context of what's going on in your head, because they would have, they have an idea of speed that's universal. Now, if you break down a complex thing into a simple thing, there's pretty much an infinite way of doing that. Um, and because there's infinite, that means like take infinite individuals, there's going to be infinite variation, meaning that you pick one way and the only way to gain other individuals to have that way believing is to somehow impose your idea to them. So, like, what everything I'm saying is that you can convince people that a measurement is valid, but there are certain measurements that don't have an objective foothold in the rest of the universe. Um, foothold in the sense that it exists without people having to say that it exists. Okay, try to make the same argument for speed, okay? Speed only exists because we say it exists. But you're, you're measuring a, a phenomenon that's happening regardless can you say that about thought maybe but the phenomenon of speed is that it is as itself no matter how many times you how many ways different ways you want to put it or how many ways you want to measure it like we take something more dynamic like the ways you can form a thought well i mean you can go anywhere with a thought and there's nothing holding that thought to a particular configuration there's nothing holding it there with speed you know you're talking about a specific thing that the universe is doing okay so that's my argument for the objectivity of something like physics and the subjectivity of simplifying a complex idea so so based on all of that i say that you cannot say that one individual is overall superior to another individual you know, assuming both individuals are complex. You know, you can define speed as an individual and it is simple uh, to sufficiently describe um, a unit measurement and then, you know, say that superiority has to do with the value of that measurement. That's fine. Um, but when you try to say, like, we try to describe the value of a measurement of a complex entity, that's where the whole analysis falls apart Be because you can come up with a lot of words about it. You can come up with a lot of understanding. You can come up with rationale and reasoning. You can make a university about it. You can write your thesis on it. You can agree with your colleagues that this is a thing that exists, but that idea is only going to exist with those who create that idea amidst all the infinite permutations of every other type of idea that can exist. Physics doesn't work like, like physics, physics is something else. I'm going to keep iterating this because 
honestly, like all of this is coming from how how much I resent the fact that there are people who look down on others because of a superiority complex because they have some way of measuring themselves to be better even though it's not founded on anything and i guess technically there's nothing wrong with considering yourself better the the problem only arises is if you uh disparage others because they are not what you are you know because if you're disparaging others this comes into morality this comes into obstructing others into destroying things this comes into not allowing others to progress and we i i think in general it's beneficial for people to prosper excuse me because think about think about this if everything destroyed everything what would there be nothing absolutely nothing i mean maybe you can make an argument that it's impossible for everything to destroy everything but we're talking about infinite limits here anyways and so of course all of this is going to be in theory but if you wanted to bring it back down to earth and talk about human terms um well the fact is eye for an eye does make the whole world go blind there there was a human that stated that i think it was mahatma gandhi right uh anyways that's beside the point what what i think is important about that is the idea itself and I think we are vessels for ideas. We're vessels for action, for action, events, and ideas. That's one way to think about humans. And I find it important to think about it like that because I feel like if we give too much power to identity itself, then we're no longer focused on meaning and we care way too much about the particular ways something is called or, or what have you and i think identity is important i mean i think most things are important to an extent right speaking of identity my name is colby it's spelled in an i would say an uncommon way i can thank my parents for that so the spelling is c-o-l-b-e-y so why do i even bring this up well i have pride in it i have pride in my own name not because I think it is better or superior, but it is something honorable. Um, I respect my parents. Um, I respect the name that they've given me, and, and I would choose to honor that moniker. Um, and that's my way of life, because to me, my name is important in that sense. And I'll tell you something. Throughout my life, many people have called me by different things you know whether that's kobe or cody or um or or, or what have you right like they say like a name that's phonetically different and <laughs> i don't care i don't care if that happens because there the the point there I see it, like, for, for the most part, man, unless we're talking about, like, a schoolyard bully, but I haven't dealt with those since, like, elementary, well, maybe a little bit in high school, I don't know. But I had way more friends in high school than I did in elementary and middle, because I went to a different school. That's a different story, though. Story for another time. Um, it's the thought that counts. They, the, the whole point of it was to identify me. I have honor and pride in my name to myself, but that doesn't mean I need to impose my honor and pride and say that others should respect me because I feel like they should. Either they respect me or they don't. And then I choose where to spend my time. And I tend to spend my time with people that respect me. And that's fine. If they don't respect me, that's cool. They have People have a right to be how they want to be. If they choose not to respect me, that's their, that's their life. That's fine. You know, I'm not going to sit here and make a fuss about it. Because it's not my right to invade their life and tell them who or what they should respect because ultimately they're gonna respect what they do i do talk about morality and maybe you can say that has something to do with respect or what have you but i think it's a little bit different um because i'm not going to tell people how they should be i'm only just going to, uh, okay what they almost say actually i think people should be powerful in the sense that people have power and I don't think they should defeat themselves because, I mean, the fact is there's going to be prosperity in all fields, good and bad alike. 
And if you're a decent person and you're self-defeating, then how are you going to stand up to righteousness? And so you have people that stand up for justice and all that stuff. Um, but you also have a lot of people that are fatalistic about the way the world is and how it's turning out or how they think it's going to turn out, right? Simple fact is, is that change happens. Change is a, it's a result from movement. Um, it's change. Movement's always happening. So it's like, what is change? It's when we notice that some object or system, object system or individual is at a different point than it once was and it's substantial enough for us to distinguish it as such. So that's what I would consider as change. So everything, basically everything's in motion and once we care about that motion, that point of caring is what changes. That's a simpler way of putting it. And in order for motion to happen, it requires energy. So the universe entirely is energy. So it's going to move. And it's going to move however it does. So there is a passive movement. You can consider it passive. You could also consider it active if you wanted. Like if you wanted to give agency to literally everything going on, that's, that's another way of looking at it too. Perfectly valid. Um... So when it comes to changing and the people that are like fatalistic or, um, you know, doomsday or not even that uh, extreme, people are pessimistic about good change happening. The fact is, the state of our world, it took time and it took energy to get to where it's at. Good or bad. Good, good and bad alike, right? You could think of the state of a system as a mass. The more massive something is, the greater the proportion of energy it will take to move that mass. This applies to things like ideas and the way society is set up. Because ultimately, society is set up from physical things. It's set up from people, from the environment, from in the environment and the individuals alike. And the idea of society is a construct that we create to kind of... Uh, identify a, a web of connections right connections and relationships uh, I, I mean this you know relationships between ob people and objects people and people um, you know business and, and whatnot so society in itself it's kind of as one thing you can consider it an individual but it's really more complicated than that so it's one of those things you could say one is all and all is one like all is society and society is all of all of this going on even those listening is a form of society um so that's why it sounds funny to say we live in a society because it's it's, it's not saying a whole lot it's yeah that's kind of what we're doing and anyways so the state society is in, we want good change. It takes time to make that happen because it took time for society to get to the state that it's in, that it is in currently. Movement happens. Individuals in the environment are in motion. People make decisions. Things will flow a certain way in the wind. It'll, you know, it's metaphorically speaking and also literally. Um, and every all previous so the present is the result of all previous action um we're in this weird weird state uh, which you can figure out exactly how we got there if you study history but if you want to be in a better state well start pushing it do what you can to push it that way now i'm not trying to say oh the world sucks because everybody isn't doing something to make it better. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's more it's more useful to believe you can do something about it. Because if you believe that, if you believe that you can make change, then you will operate as such. You will 
you will your actions will come from a mind that believes it can move things because when you believe you can move things you you will do it will be subtle right you'll do things with more confidence you'll you might be more active in certain ways and when you're when you're confident and you're active you're inspirational and as social creatures we enjoy inspiration we we are people that live from influence and live to influence um and you know that right now in this in this day uh it, you know in the United States of America right uh they the the government or i should say uh whatever branch is involved with the laws overturn the Roe versus Wade so removing um the Ill- illegality is illegality the word here but it is no longer federally illegal to have an abortion to be pro-choice so states can now decide whether or not uh, they are pro-choice or pro-life or what have you and this is a sad thing for many people myself included and it's sad because Well, I'm getting into territory where there will be people against what I feel. And it's okay. I understand that people have different views. And I'm willing to have a conversation with somebody who feels differently. You know, I'm not going to say somebody is evil because of a certain way. I mean, people are complex. People, they have their beliefs. uh, But I would certainly like to try my hand at convincing others that we should be allowed to make decisions about our own body even even if other people believe that that thing inside of them is a living thing and should be alive um and something i would kind that i would definitely dig at is if you consider it alive and you want it to live you know if you don't want it to suffer then why why don't you why don't you do something about it? Why don't why don't you take that like into your responsibility? But the, the fact is that's not physically possible. It's not possible to just put that many babies for adoption. There's already foster homes filled or wherever it is, orphanages filled or not just orphanages. It's like muddying up my words here but there's already a lot of children out there to be adopted and they're not getting adopted because not everybody wants a child and that's just the way the world is you you can't force everybody to want the child and you can't force people to take care of someone else's child even though they passed a law to say that they must have it and they personally believe that they're not going to take care of it you know that the lawmakers, right? I don't I don't think we should have a say in what other people do with their bodies, especially people that don't give birth. And for you know, the the the, the women who are what is was pro life against abortion, right? They're in favor of this law. I really speak to men and women here, both. I'm not I'm not going to call out a single gender because the problem does not exist as a it's not a political problem it's a humanitarian issue because uh, it's what is alive I, I'm willing to bet that most people against the killing you know killing of the of these these organisms you know in in the womb right Call it a baby, call it a, it's pretty even though most abortion happens like at embryo stage. But if you want to say it's a baby, okay. Sure. That's beside the point though. Um But I guarantee I guarantee that most people against the killing of these organisms 
probably eat animals because most people in society do. Um, so it's kind of funny to me, funny in a, maybe a dark kind of sad way that, you know, we decide one thing is okay and then turn around and, and say that, oh, the blood spilt in this other way is just a way of life. It's frustrating to know that I live in a world like this, um, but to be honest, I don't resent the humans. I, I'm only against the idea. I'm against the idea that we can decide for other people. Cause there's another, there's another argument for, you know, allowing people to choose, right? And that is like, what if the environment itself is not habitable for a child to grow up in? What if the parents, because if nobody is psych psychologically prepared, psychologically prepared to handle the raising of a child, then how can it be fair to expect a person in that state to raise a healthy child that will contribute well and that won't suffer? That's one of the main issues is that they're entering a world of suffering. And it's not even about gauging how much they can produce, but I think that's an economic problem too. You know, I think it's problematic to not consider the fact that, okay, well, what kind of humans are we bringing into the world? Are these humans going to be beneficial for the environment? Ideally, we want people to grow up in strong households that have a good mental foundation to build upon. And I get that it's never going to be perfect. Like, we're never going to have, you know, the, the, the perfect situation where, like, perfect parents, perfect child, and all that stuff, sometimes stuff happens, okay, but that's not an argument that counters what I'm saying. That's just putting it aside and say, well, what about this, and completely ignoring the fact that we're allowing children to come into a world of suffering, okay? Now, potential suffering. I mean, maybe... Maybe there are abortions, I think there's definitely abortions that would happen because, you know, it's just a, a just a decision that they're not ready to be a parent. Like, but they're, mental, they're mentally sound, they just don't want to be a parent. And I think even that should be fair because children are important. Humans are important. I mean, when you're talking, children are like pure humans who haven't yet to ex they have yet to experience the world and they grow from this you know malleable thing they absorb all the information around them and they become unique little things well well I guess they become unique bigger things or or whatever you know they become you know they 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 grow up sometimes and it's like, it's critical for a child to grow up in an environment to where the person that raises the child truly wants to put in their best effort and is able to take care of both themselves and the child. Um, I'm not even going to state uh, when it comes to like what parents should be present or whatever, because maybe in an ideal scenario... It is both the parents, but that doesn't always happen. I mean, I grew up in a household where my parents were separated. Um, that's the thing; just kind of happens sometimes. Like I said, it's not there's not going to be perfection, but but I do think we should consider, excuse me, to optimize or at least allow the most optimal setup. Just because there's going to be faults in other categories doesn't mean we should ignore the categories that we can improve. That goes for a business sense, too. That goes for a so social issue. Well, I am talking about a social issue. It goes for any social issue. So, all this is to say, um, you know, when it comes... I started with talking about change and all that stuff. The overturning 
of Roe versus Wade, I think it's tragic that it's it's not necessarily like a a, a change of control. It's it's more like they've removed the safety bars. Like federal lawmakers have the ability to make society to to sort of enforce more fairness or enforce less um dominating so maybe you could say it is a change of control or whatever because it it definitely takes power away in some ways um so it's like okay what do we do about it um well we live in a system where well humans can impact others and at least in USA, we we do live in a system where there is voting. And I've seen people online where they're like, oh, you think voting once every four years between candidates that's already picked is actually going to do anything? Well, of course that's not going to do anything. Those candidates are chosen for us. Picking the, the president, that's actually one of the least important votes. I mean, still vote. still Still do it, right? I mean... Who puts those people in office? It's a selected group of representatives that come from each of the states. And yes, there is lobbying. Yes, there is like all these political systems that push people up to the top. And those people that got pushed there through connections, through wealth, through transfer of power. They're the ones making the decision. But that doesn't mean we need to be fatalistic about it because that's not the whole story there's 300 million people in this country to say that we don't have power if everybody believes that well of course we don't have power of course the people who do influence others are the ones with power and wealth because they believe they can the people with wealth they have confidence, they have charisma, and you know they're, they're they're not afraid to form a strong community and stomp their enemies. That's simply what it is. I'm I, I'm I'm not hateful towards those who capitalize on that strength because the fact is they're what they're doing is not any different than what really any community does the the difference comes from what are they capitalizing on like and and oftentimes that com- does come from exploitation but all this is to say is that we can form a community of good people to influence good ideas and bubble them up to the top so you know one thing we can do in the meantime Vote for local offices. Vote for mayors. Vote people into, like, literally, you know, the offices in the, in the, the, the courthouses. Like, all of that, uh, the mayors, the governors, um, any representative. Those, those are the votes that count because in an ideal world, you're pushing the people that you think would make a better society in your stead, right? And, you know, if you believe you can do more than that, then rise up. Get to know people. Put yourself out there. Become in a, a, a true influencer of righteousness. That's that's the way you do it. Um, you know, I see people protesting, uh, and you know, and all that stuff, and I like where their heart's at. But, you know, if you're stopping traffic and you're putting up signs and, you know, you're saying, how could you be so evil? The other side is not, well, that's not inviting to the other side. So, basically, that's being an an antagonist. And, again, I'm not hating on that. I like where the spirit is. I like... You know, the, the the people that choose to be activists, I appreciate their hearts. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate what they're willing to do to make change happen. But 
you know, you go out there and you you stop traffic and, you know, you're saying things like, well, I'm not going to lump people in. I was going to say something like all cops are best, right? It's so like a lot, a lot of people write that and F Nazis and all that stuff. But th- those are different groups, right? But sometimes they overlap. And the, ho- the whole point is, is that influence people by appreciating humans and interacting with people. Like even if they have a different political view, get to know them. That is how you invite the other side. Because the people in power are more than happy to have both teams against each other. Because then the people aren't worried about what they're doing, you know, at the top. Because they're too busy fighting a pointless fight on the ground. I mean, high-level politician. I mean, if, if, I, if I was somebody uh, who wanted more closer to absolute power, if, if, if I was somebody like that, I would want the common folk to dissent amongst themselves. I'd want them to be too focused on who hates who the most. Then I would them rising up to overthrow me. And I'm not saying we should go and overthrow power. Well, we should do it peacefully, I think. And I think there is a way to, to do that. And, I, and I'm not talking about literally tossing people outside. I mean, like, just being a good person and making good relationships with people. And if you're able to do that and make good business, you know, by pushing um, the envelope with technology and innovating and all that stuff. I mean, there's, that's a whole rabbit hole because there's a lot of exploitation involved when it comes to manufacturing stuff. But ultimately, all of this, I feel like we can create a world better than this. And any world we create is going to be based on what was put into that world and how it's made. I think a lot of what we're dealing with in this country is the fact that it was founded on overthrowing a hierarchy with slavery, you know, utilizing slavery in an economy, you know, utilizing the the tribalistic side of, you know, farm versus civilization, north versus south, one skin color versus the other skin color, skin color. and you know, over humans have been enslaving each other for thousands of years, they still do it today. And so we're we're living in a society where we're coming from all of that as history. And so it's taking time to move into something more progressive, to where there's more inclusivity, where there's more, um, what's, what's, what's the word? Where it's more diverse, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Something like that. Um, and ultimately, I think variety is the key to any healthy diet, whether that diet is your food, your relationships, um, anything in your environment. Uh, the more variety you have, uh, the stronger life um, you'll, you'll probably live, right? So influence people with the good stuff and... It's also important to consider where we've come from, you know, a lot of people talking about how bad it is today and it's actually moved forward in a lot of ways from how it was before. We're making progress, slow as it might be. Uh, Maybe in some ways it's a step back, like overturning Roe versus Wade, but I think that's temporary. And temporary in a larger time scale. I'm not trying to downplay the suffering that the decision has and probably will cause. Um, I think it's going to be a rough decade from this point. And we simply have to be there for each other. We have to be there. We have to inspire people. Inspire. Every one person counts because this all of society is made of ones. Each person counts. Everybody can make an impact. And we should have conversations with each other. We shouldn't shut the others out because all this shutting out, if there's no discussion, 
well, the topics aren't getting touched. They're just living to grow in a box in the same germs that they are. You know, and they're not interacting with the rest of the world. And and therefore, they're never going to be connected. You know? And I'm not saying, like, connect opposite ends of the political spectrum. I mean, like, bridge understanding. You know? And I think there's a way we can make a world where everybody is most content. I think... I'd like to believe that there is. If it's impossible, then I'd rather that be left to be proven. Because just saying it's impossible is not does not make it obvious. It's not obvious that it's impossible. You know, people like to say that, oh, everything can't be peaceful. And yeah, I think competition is necessary, actually. So depends on what you call peace. Like, I think there's ways we can transform competition to something a bit more productive for everybody involved. You know? So give people a reason to live without killing each other. Maybe. That's something I think we could, you know, operate with that goal in mind. And I don't think it's too much of a problem to have an ideal as a goal. Like, have the best, perfect Maybe impossible scenario, but the best perfect situation as the thing we're going to move towards. And when you think about it, you're moving forward towards that. If you reach it, you reach it. If you don't, you don't. But you're moving forward. That's the point. It's not about what we say can or can't be done. Things can always be better and we can always strive to be that way. And... I think there's a way to make that profitable for the people who want to capitalize on their value of ideas and actions, right? Because, to be honest, I want to see a better system. And I don't think we need to shed blood. I think we need to be more critical of ideas, We need to be more critical of the systems at play, but allow an open discussion. Allow an opportunity for people to engage in conversation so we can see where the heck we are. How do you know where you're at if the only people you talk to are the people that agree with you? And I don't think we should shut anybody out. It's just, uh, yeah. Because, again, open conversation. Like, you, you need to know where people are. And so, so, I mean, that's more reference points. It's more data so you can figure out where you are, figure out where we can be. So, yeah, like, I'm... I am I am annoyed by the fact that, you know, it, 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 seem, it seems like we're stuck in the past in some ways but I'm optimistic because I know behind it there's people you know it's humans are complex they're not all good or all evil they're as they are and I know I know one thing it's like the greatest atrocities came from the people who are uh, ostracized alienated pushed away from mainstream because they're shut out in discussion and and other things too. I'm not gonna blame, um, I'm not I'm not gonna blame people wanting to moderate social spaces. Okay, it's not all their fault why, you know, a dictator comes around. But dictators come around because it's because of the community. It's because they have people they need to need to appease. And that there are those who stand against them to the point of not allowing. God, hold on. I need to. First of all, first of all, first of all, before I even get into all this, I got. I should write about it. Read what the heck I wrote, and then be careful about how I word it because there's certain ways 
that can be worded where it's problematic. So that's not something I'm going to like rants and ramble about, but I'll, I know a big problem of why Nazis, not Nazis happen was because eugenics was taken so seriously in academics. That was a big reason. Um, a lot of it was because of, uh, you know, how depraved Germany was at the time because of the world, world events and all the, all the stuff going on. Um, but when it comes to like something like eugenics taken so seriously in academics, I feel like that not enough people were critical of it. I feel like too many people were nodding their heads and saying like, yeah, this is a, you know, a valuable way of looking at the world. And all of this comes from feeling that we're superior because we've simplified a complex idea and we're able, well, and we put some arbitrary me measurement on it. Fact is, if you're born and you have your DNA, it will only dictate so much. It will not be the entire description of your life. That's one of the problems that I have with eugenics. Is that you can predict some things based on... The blood that somebody has. But that person is themselves. And you have no right to impose your idea of who they are or how they would act. We do not own the person that is not us. We are not living as them. Nature versus nurture. It's a combination of both and, most importantly, is the individual involved that's simply the fact doesn't matter what my blood is so much doesn't matter that much how i grew up i make my own decisions if i choose to follow i follow if i choose to stray from the path then i will do such you know i will do that so i know other people will too it's it's just we need to be critical of, of ideas presented to us and we need to be careful about being in our own soapbox. Whether you identify yourselves as right, left, Republican, liberal, like those are just labels. What do those labels mean? You know, one, the, the, this comes back to the problem of superiority is that you're breaking a complex thing down into something simple. So it only exists in your mind and others that you've impl implanted that idea upon. So it's going to be different to people who aren't in the know. And that's one of the problems of simplifying a complex individual. This is just it. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's totally Republican. No. I mean, well, it's more accurate to say that, like, most people have political views or they have views or beliefs that are on either end of the spectrum or they're somewhere in between and depending on the community they hang around in depending on the ideas they immerse themselves in they might consider themselves one side or the other and the closer you get to considering yourself on a team the closer you are to seeing that other team as well the other as the villain of your story It's not about being friends. It's just about understanding. It's about understanding and respecting each other as humans in this world. That's all it is. You know, I, I don't think we have to get along with everybody. Because fact is, some people are going to believe different things. But we certainly can affect the actions of others. And I think order is important. In order to have a productive society, you need cooperation. And so cooperation on a large scale, I think to, to, to some degree, you need a type of law system. Whether that law system is developed by uh, sort of the common folk or if it was developed by um, an entity organization created by the common folk or developed by something else. You need 
something describing the order of your society. Because if there was no descriptor of the order, how can we be on the same page? How do we know what is the way to live? So that that's the thing, you know? Just be open to discussion. Be open to hearing others out. We can all learn something from each other. Just, you gotta believe that. You gotta believe you can make change happen. That you can make an impression. Because that, every way you impact the world, even in the smallest ways, that's one way the world's being pushed in the direction of your action. Yeah, so there's that. It's a, it's a ramble. Um Thank you uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um go ahead and sign off for this episode. Remember, just be good people. That's what it is.